Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I guess I'm not going to get out of it. I feel like I need or I feel inspired somehow to do a podcast about the debate that happened earlier this evening. It's almost midnight. Um, um... Cash, I want to say the 29th of September 2020. I was sort of sleeping when I had to hoax one of my my friend's dogs. I had told you guys that I'm dog sitting. It's almost my last day of this, my dog sitting journey. And I had to coax one of the dogs out of the room I'm staying in. I did find myself like able to get him out because I shook a a um a bag of treats in the living room or in the kitchen and he finally got up and left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he kept sneezing. Um last night I don't know why I feel compelled to tell these stories, but Last night, I don't know what was going on. It seemed like maybe it was a full moon or something. And one of the cats was uh, was really like meowing so loudly, like, and um, and this cat meows, and it sounds like it's saying hello in this meow tone. I was, <laughs> I'm like, are my ears deceiving me, or is that? cat actually meowing hello I feel like I'm gonna have to get some kind of a um some kind of a um recording of the cat <laughs> and I'll have to uh, share it with you guys but anyway um so I I go back to you know my guy that's like my guru uh Dr. David Hawkins and he talks about, you know, the, the person who's seeking enlightenment does not get involved in in protest or these events. It's kind of like when you are seeking enlightenment, you are on this straight and narrow path and you do not deviate with the things of the world. <laughs> And I can kind of understand why he would say that. Um, my my peace just gets so um, so robbed um, by events like what transpired in that debate yesterday or earlier today. I was thinking about how I really felt. I I watched the three debates um, with Trump and Hillary in Hillary in um, two thousand sixteen. I watched those three debates very carefully, and um, I actually feel like that debate for even both of both Trump and. Hillary Clinton, I really feel like it was a much better debate than the one that took place today. Um, 
I feel like it was, I don't know, in some strange way more dignified, even though I got this reminder that um, Trump had indeed talked about jailing his opponent. (laughs) These are things like that are just really hard to believe that such things would be happening in modern society. Um, Any kind of modern society. But um, anyway... (laughs) Uh, I was just um, really taken back. I um, I I was just so taken back, and I actually popped in on YouTube because I don't have television, and um, I don't know how to access my friend's like actual like television on on her TVs here. She has several TVs, but I don't know how to get you know, just like CBS or whatever. And so, excuse my yawn. Um, I, uh, and so I ended up listening to it kind of retrospectively. I mean, I saw some of it in real time and then I had to watch the beginning of it again retrospectively because I knew that I was going to be doing this podcast, so I wanted to watch it. Um, and I was just, I was just really stunned and taken back, um, by just the, the tone, like from beginning to end, it felt, it felt exactly what I have been talking about. I feel like it was like the perfect exemplification of what I have been talking about in these qualities about Trump. Um, (laughs) And I just, uh, I just, honestly, I just don't quite understand. (laughs) I just, you know, here's the other thing. I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, and I, I I really wonder if there really are undecided voters at this point. Are there? Are there undecided voters? Are there really that many people who aren't sure who they're going to vote for? I think it's more maybe at this point whether they're going to vote or not vote because there's going to still be a number of people who don't like either candidate, so they're just not going to vote. Um, which I think that millennial, even though this is what part of what um, got the country Trump in the first place, was that a third of the eligible voters did not vote. And I think that a number of them were young voters who ended up taking to the streets after his election. And so somehow it did become important to them after the election, but they still, you know, which I I, I sort of admire in a way, um, are voting their conscience and they refuse to vote for the lesser of what they perceive to be two evils. Um, I... I just, I don't know, just my impression is just 
I just get very, very taken back by how I just don't understand it. I I don't understand how um, his frame of mind or his wavelength or his his philosophy, his ideology, his the way that he conducts his life. I don't understand why that would be an option. I just don't understand it. I don't I just don't understand. Um in this time in history when I've been talking like over and over and over again about the consciousness of the planet being in such a place of the possibility of us actually living the most wonderful life because I really believe that we are here for that. There can be, like in my opinion at this point, in my understanding, there could be no other reason for us to be here with the exception of just to experience and have awareness and connect to the source of everything in order to have the most amazing lives. To be able to move, to dance, to paint, to sing, to cook, to enjoy each other's company, to do the things we love to do, to garden, to, you know, whatever it is we love to do. Um, and have those opportunities to experience those things on this most amazing, amazing planet. So I talk about these ideas and my belief in in that. And so I feel like in actuality, you know, everybody in their own consciousness, in their own in their own reality is going to be experiencing this life quite differently. And so I set myself up, you know, as this experiment of what's possible. And so yesterday, even before this debate, not having really anything to do with this debate, I just had a really low moment where I was just like, I just don't understand. Like, like, and I, and it's like this, um, coming back onto myself that somehow I am just still not able to access that, that, um, I want to call it like a well or a, or like this jug of abundance. I, I just can't quite, even though my life is quite abundant, um, there are things that have not come to fruition in my life for which I have been trying to or 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 attempting to I guess vibrate 
in connection with certain things in this life that I would like to have in my in my physicality and I have not yet been able to access them. I mean supposedly according to Abraham Hicks they're in some 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 vortex all around me. You know, and all I have to do is to come into the vibration of them and then they have to come into my physicality which according to some things is something that Einstein had actually said you vibrate with this frequency of this thing what whatever it is and it is the law of physics that it absolutely has to come into your physicality and so it comes back on to me personally that I am not yet vibrating properly in order to experience the physicality. And so I know that that is a bit of an aside, but this is, this is exactly what my life is about right at this moment. Um, this is what I'm doing all day, every day is is the practice of staying in alignment with the source of everything that is. And what that feels like and having that be um, that just be. And so part of that is is it, it it's you know, so do I just have a turn a blind eye, like turn, turn my attention completely away from anything that is happening on the, on, in, in, in my physicality, which in the country that I live in, we're coming on to a, an election. And frankly, I'm not entirely sure that it's not just all this showmanship and and that whoever becomes president is not just some figurehead and that there's other powers that be that are actually in power over us. And and these people are just sort of appointed to give us some illusion of power or some illusion of control over our lives <laughs> but it was it was just a complete circus and there was such a lack of of like i just feel like like, like, I don't know, on the part of Trump, I mean, and I, I also was, was honestly not incredibly impressed by um, Biden, although I felt like he did not engage in this as much as Trump, frankly, but it was just this, um, just a lack of, of, any kind of like real respect 
and I felt like like one of the most hurtful spots times in the in the debate was when he was attacking Biden's son he his remaining living son he had a son that passed away and I'm not entirely Trump sure that Trump even knows that but he attacked his 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 living son and and said really mean things about him about his drug use and that he got he he said really mean things and it, it just it felt like such a a a cheap blow to me to go after this man who is grieving the loss of of one of his children and just to go after him um this clearly had to do with the dirt that Trump was looking um for about Joe Biden so he he tried to find you know crap on his on his opponent and so he went to the Ukraine and and dug up some dirt on his son on Joe Biden's son the interesting part about all this for me personally is that it showed me that that he was the the candidate that Trump was the most concerned about that might be able to go to go um be a viable um opponent in this election and so he was very concerned about this guy so he went and he dug up dirt on him and which was kind of, which was a problem because you know if i'm not if i'm not if i don't know this i think it may have been part of the reason why he was impeached but honestly honestly i've really been out of politics for the last i really haven't been as political uh over the last couple of years uh, but i and you know the other thing that i i found astounding was you know this talk about ballots and and trump just flying off with this stuff like there are ballots that were found in gutters and had his name on it and um and that it that there's not going to be a winner there's no we're not going to know who the president is for a while and and he's really like talking about it not being a fair election and it kind of seems like if he doesn't win he he's not going to go out he's not going to concede this election and the other thing um that i really find interesting is like his son they they had this commentary from his son who i find equally um i find his children generally you know i i i just 
I mean, one of the things that I'm the most bothered by his children about is that they hunt um, animals and they kill them like a giraffe. I think I saw a um, picture of this particular child and and their desire to have trophy elephant heads brought to the U.S., from their from their safaris <laughs> hunting extravaganzas and i'm i'm so put off by that i'm so put off by the thought of a person feeling the need to hunt this type of an animal i just like I'm I just don't understand it. Um, and so I, I think that it it tells something about somebody's character. Uh when when you see just this trophy head. And so I don't take much that his son really has to say seriously. Um but he just kept saying that my dad is is fighting for the American people, and I really do not see that. I don't see that at all. I don't see a man who is fighting for the American people. I don't see that one iota. That is not at all what I sense. It's not what I sense. And so, and so, um, and this is another thing that I really want to talk about and just putting it out there. The idea that trickle-down economics does not work. It does not work. Trickle-down economics does not work. The only person that it is really, I mean, I guess that it helps um, your average worker to have at least a job, but barely a living wage to, you know, to not starve to death, Um, but barely, like, it does not pay bills. You could you have to work like two jobs in order to make ends meet or have both parents working in order to make ends meet. And so the person at the top continues to have lavish vacations and a wonderful life. Um but your average worker is not experiencing that. And what ends up happening is that the rich person just keeps getting more rich, (laughs) which I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. It's just that I would argue that it just doesn't work. And like, I remember having these, these heavy debates with my brother-in-law about this, you know, that, when you, you know, his argument, we, so we, we start to talk about like McDonald's, like when you raise, like 
basically his argument is that you cannot raise people's pay because if you raise people's pay, then you will be paying more for your hamburger. Because the person at the top is too selfish to forfeit any of their riches in order to give their workers a a raise. And so and so he's actually like arguing exactly what I'm talking about. He's he's making the same argument that it just doesn't work. You know? It's like I'm thinking like in particular about Jeff Bezos and Amazon. You know, and Jeff Bezos just keeps getting more and more and more and more rich. <laughs> and then you've got your, you know, your average, um, you know, like your little, little, I'm thinking about right now about myself and trying to um, spend money at my, the little natural grocers in my, in my neighborhood instead of on Amazon, which is, a lot more convenient for me. It's so much more convenient for me to buy my peppermint ice chips on Amazon and have them sent to my house um, than it is for me to go to my to my natural grocers. So I go into my natural grocers and I ask them to buy me, you know, can they please order these? And they didn't. So they so there there was this unwillingness on their part to actually carry a product that I really want and so there there's like these perks it's so much easier to just um for us to just buy that that 10 pair of 10 dollar pair of pajama pants from Costco instead of paying you know 30 40 dollars um to to you know, a person who's just trying to make a living is so much cheaper. It's like we, we lose any kind of um, understanding about the amount of time that it takes to make something. Like, I, and I sort of know a little bit about this because I tried to um, start a pajama company. <laughs> And, um, and I was always, I mean, things that wake me up in the night, like still, but back then, like things would wake me up, like how I could make that product, you know, less time, less money, cheaper way to, to sew it so that, you know, um, but what really crushed my bid, that little business that I had was the recession of 2008, 2009. And I, you know, I can go over to Costco and buy two pairs of pajama pants for 10 bucks. It's like nobody can compete with that. And so, and so we lose sight of, of what it costs to, to actually make things in, in, real time like i was at like this um this craft fair at the school in the town i live in and this this person had made this amazing 
um, winter cap, you know, winter hat and, you know, scarf. Like she had knitted it and she was charging, she asked for like $80. And I, at the time, you know, I, I really didn't have access to $80 to pay for that. But I remember being so taken back in my own lack of understanding about the amount of hours that she had put into it. And honestly, it was more beautiful than anything I could have bought at Target. She, it was beautifully crafted, but I just couldn't. And see, so it's a whole problem. It's a whole problem of, of like so many things that go into it, just of intentionality. And so I think that this may be one of the issues that I have with people don't understand this other aspect about Trump that bothers me that I just cannot say how much it bothers me. And that is that he is still buying his caps from China. That red cap that says, make America great again. Keep America great. I, I did a little investigating and the, and the embroidery on it or the, the lettering on it was made in the U.S., but the cap itself was still made in China. Because Trump, he can't, he can't have them made in the U.S. for the price point. For what he wants to get for those caps. How much money is he making off those caps? And wasn't there some kind of emollients clause that he's not supposed to be making outside money off of his presidency. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it all, it just, it bothers me to no end that he got up and talked, you know, like my friend this evening, you know, he had sent me, I, I asked him point blank, what has Trump done? I really want people to start telling me what he's done. And the first thing that he said in his text was that he, that, that he, he basically got rid of trade with China, which is utter, I'm sorry, bollocks. It's utter BS. It's not true. He has not, and he himself is still buying this stuff from China. Plus the fact that I bet that he is just, he is probably way in deep with Chinese banks. And money that he, he is indebted to them, and he probably resents them to no end, because you typically you do resent your debtor, don't you? And so, so there's so much that I don't know what's going on, so much that we don't know what's going on, but I'm just saying that I, there's these buzzwords that come out that I just, I, you know, like, socialism, you know, like, you know, I was talking to, I'm staying at my friend's house, 
And I'm talking to this young man who um, is staying here also. We're talking about, and he, you know, he throws out the word socialism. He like throws out this word socialism as if it's like a bad word. You know, like it likened to communism. And, and, and I, and I come out with things that, you know, in my calmest voice, and that is, there are some things that I do not believe should be for profit, like sick babies, like sick babies in particular, I do not think should be for profit. And I'm not talking about doctors making money. And I'm not talking about hospitals not keeping their overhead. But the markup on sick babies is, is astronomical. And I do not believe that it should be for profit. I don't think drugs should be for profit. I don't think education for, should be for profit. There's some things that I really believe should not be for profit. And so I guess some would say that I'm a socialist. And then they, you know, I get overrun, you know, if I if I say anything of this nature, like people who are, you know, in Trump thought, you know, oh, well, They've shown in, in Canada that it doesn't work. And they, they use these pat answers that I actually don't believe. I don't believe that the people in Germany are not happy with their health care. I don't believe that. Um, and I haven't heard, I haven't heard, I, I just believe that most of the countries that are similar to the US in in you know first world countries whatever they want to call them have socialized medicine they do and 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 i and i i think that it is a good thing to care for our citizens sitting here what is the point what is the point of all of it if you're not going to have um health care for all like what is the point i mean i honestly i don't understand the point of government if we're not paying taxes to keep our infrastructure up and to have medical for our citizens and police and and um and fire people and social servants and what is the point what is the point of us giving tax money for not spending that money on on our citizens i mean these are just thoughts i mean i'm just getting into my rambling but and I'm going to get off of it because I really need to go back to bed. But I just felt like I had 
watch the debate and I don't know if I'll watch any more of them. I, it was so much worse than I could have even imagined. I, I was just, um, so taken back by the whole body language of Trump, the fact that he lacked any kind of control of of any politeness. There was no politeness. Um, and I do not see a man who's fighting for his people, the people in this country. And I see a lot of divide and he talks very negatively about Democrats and, 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 and leftists. He calls them leftists and says these sweeping statements. And I just, I don't know. It was just so much worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, so for it's worth, that was my commentary on the debate. Oh man, I just don't even know what to think about how things are going to go down in November. I mean, I just sort of feel like it's like brace for impact. Because I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I I really don't. And I And I actually just do not understand the mindset I don't understand the mindset and I don't understand Trump voters I I just I don't understand it I I I I can just say that I'm um I I just <laughs> I'm it's beyond words for me <laughs> So anyway there you have it um, not even that it's important, so important, but there you have it. My ramblings on the debate, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's a wrap.